Welcome to the Lovability Podcast. My name is Jennifer Stiers, and I'm here to talk love, relationships, sex, marriage, and everything in between. Are we live? (laughs) Welcome to the Lovability Podcast. My name is Jennifer Stiers, and I am here today uh, with a guest co-host, uh, I have got uh, Steve with me. Steve, do you want to, um, I don't even know if you want me to say your last name. You can do whatever you want. I'm your guest. You do whatever you <laughs> there want. He is. Like and I'm there char- he is. Like I'm in charge of anything. Are we live on Facebook too? Okay, yay. So hi, everybody. Uh, let's see. I'm going to try to pull it up. Um, I'm not seeing it just yet. Uh, so today, we're, we're, I'm so glad to be back in the studio, number one. What I mean, the little things we're grateful for at this point. I'm just glad to be out of the house Yeah. So for a little um, while. So, yeah, right? I know I drug him up here from Austin, and we're sorry we're late. There was a really bad traffic. So, uh, so let's see here. So we've been out of the studio. Thank you, On Air Studios, for letting us back in. We're so excited. Uh, and you know what? You lose some mojo being out of the studio. I'm just telling you that Zoom is like crazy. Have you seen like the Tonight Show uh, did uh, Jimmy Fallon, who I used to love to Doing watch. Doing them from home. It's Doing awful. It's Yeah. He looks you, homeless too. You, you find out how unfunny he is when he doesn't have an audience being flashed at, you know, applause and, and laughter. And yeah. Being yeah. cute, being cued when to chime in. I know. I, it's, it's been a little disappointing for me, um, but I am glad to be back, and I'm I'm excited. Uh, you're you're great for giving feedback and for having these conversations. So thank you for driving all the way up from. You're Austin. only worth it. How about that? Okay. All right, everybody. So hi, say hi to Steve, uh, Jen, Jenny uh, Kaufman says hi. Um, and I'm going to try to watch uh, comments so we can uh, so we can interact here. Uh, but so what we were going to talk about today is as we're getting back in the dating scene, everybody's a little rusty. Steve, everybody's rusty. Like I actually asked my clients who was ready to date from a matchmaking standpoint. A lot of them aren't. I saw that. I saw that question that you posted. Publicly. Yeah, a lot of them are not. Uh, Catherine says hi, Steve. Hey, Catherine. Or Jenny says hi, Steve. Hey, Jenny. With that specifically. This uh, episode brought to you by the Neanderthal look. <laughs> it's the quarantine special going on for you. Yeah, today. yeah. So. Uh, what is it? Manscaping. Got to manscape. Got that. I'm, That's okay. It looks good on you. Y'all want to know something about loyalty? My hairstylist, who makes remarkable gains with this crisis on top of my head, she's not reopening until May 26. So guess who's waiting for a haircut until May 26? Only out of loyalty. So there's some value in that. Yeah, I know. I have to wait until the end of May, too, to get my hair cut. But luckily, it's all covered under here. But again, you look like you, and it's just that's just not fair. But okay. Uh, all right. So, so uh, you know, again, people are rusty. I, I even, you know, I, I've, I know people are afraid to get out. Dating, I mean, people that were dating have to start again, right? So I thought this would be perfect to just kind of do a refresher. You know, it's been a long time since we've talked about just some of the fun basics, like some of the silly, fun things about dating. Like uh, I threw the question up yesterday. Let's see here. Um, I threw up the question. Uh, has anybody, uh, wait, hold on. What's the first thing that catches your eye about a potential interest? Uh, something they said, or is it something physical? And I assumed 
that most people were going to be talking about something physical, you know, somebody's eyes or their smile or their body or a body part, right? I'm sure there's plenty of people that like body parts. Some some commented. I'll I'll answer that. I'll just answer that question with this. Because I have thought about it, you know, is is it eyes? Is it legs? Is it something else? Presence. Presence. I know a lot of women, different sizes, different ages, different shapes that carry themselves differently. But you'll understand what I mean by whether you're a man or a woman watching this, you will understand what I mean by this. Presence. Does somebody just dominate a room? Do they stop you in your tracks? Do you, holy cow. And do you really pay attention to their figure or their eyes or their smile? Or do they have a commanding presence that just stops you and has that wow factor? Because I, I know plenty of women who are hard on themselves about their, their weight who absolutely just can leave a room breathless the moment they enter it. And... And I think there's a lot of value to just somebody's presence and the way, they, awesome. yeah. the way they carry themselves. Somebody's energy, their confidence, all of that stuff shows. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think you're right. I think that energy draws somebody in. The energy draws you in, but then there has to be that thing that you see. And I think it can be different. I mean, I'm a big person on eyes. I love I, something about there's so much you can tell they you know the old saying yeah. the eyes are the window of the soul they really are i think you can see if people are kind i think you can see if people are deceiving you i think you can see when people are not confident and can't look you in the eye i think you can see sadness at least i can yeah, uh, and can. so eyes are a big thing and uh i know people always say smile and smile is important, but at the end of the day, it's what's behind that smile. It's those teeth. Truth. Yeah. I'm a teeth girl. Yeah. So That's I why like, I'm not going to smile at you. I like soon. pretty teeth. Yeah. <laughs> Some people do. Anyway, so teeth are a big thing. But uh, I, there were other people. Let's see what we had. Uh, so looks get you in the door, Keith says. Keith Doan. That was a great, I read that comment. That was a great comment. Looks get you in the dough, but the personality rules. Uh, let's see. We had Brant said, uh, in my opinion, her beauty will catch my interest, uh, to proceed to dialogue, but it's her personality that wins over quickly. If she's absent, um, of personality, I would notice or lose interest fairly quickly. Uh, so intellectual, that intellectual thing was big for a lot of people. Um, it's big for women too. I noticed a lot of women saying that they needed an intellectual connection. And as a matchmaker, I'm one of those people. I forgot what the term is. I love smart men. I love smart guys. And there's a lot of women that do. Uh, there are a lot that that intelligence factor, somebody who's witty and intelligent. Uh, it's okay if you're a little bit of a nerd. It's okay. Nerds as are long okay. As, you, as long as you got something to back that up. You know, within three to five minutes of meeting somebody, you can usually uh, have some basic understanding about whether or not they're actually attractive. Yeah. You know, once they actually start talking right. and you find out how much of the conversation is going to be shallow or superficial or uh, even something more unattractive than that. So you may have a really beautiful person in front of you, yeah. a truly physically, beautiful person in front of you. beautiful. But once they actually start to let themselves show, maybe not so much on the attractive scale. Yeah. 
Right. I think the other part of that attraction thing, so many times, and I've said this a million times, people try to send the representatives. So they try to be my next door neighbor who just got engaged. She said that she goes, I figured out the secret to online dating. And I said, what is it? She said, always be positive. Always, no matter what anybody says, just be positive. And, you know, and, and, but at the end of the day, if that's not you, if your your response is something else, your your innate response to somebody's question would be something else, but you are turning it and trying to be positive when you're really not, then that's bait and switch. You're not being who you're supposed that's to true. be, right? So as much as you want to put that fresh, you know, wonderful, happy, positive face on, if that's not you, don't fake it. You know, Jennifer in her question asked, "What's the thing that really captures your attention? What do you what?" What really is the quality you first notice? And then she asked, I think in the same question, um, what what quality or what aspect of that person keeps you around? Like what makes you want to know them better? And so um, I tried to do my homework. Jennifer and I spoke about this a couple of times. And so I thought, you know, if you're really a smart guy, you try to sum up your answers, make them fit on a bumper sticker. Presence, depth. If you find a person with some depth, you're going to know it. You're going to know it pretty fast. And um, there's a lot of value in finding people with depth. Uh, depth is a great word. You know, as a matter of fact, there was this answer that I wanted to read. Uh, the first thing is a guy named Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy, I loved your answer. Uh, first thing that catches your eye, usually something physical, uh, and that varies depending on the setting, uh, eyes, smile, hair, rank pretty high. Uh, but from a greater distance, it may be legs. Uh, butt, hair, outfit, um, and just how she wears it. Some of the things you notice when you meet somebody uh, or see them a want to see them a second time, uh, he said rudeness and bitchiness are quick turnoffs. Um, how she treats the wait staff is a good indicator. Uh, if she is a perpetual victim, that's yeah. I've heard that from a lot of guys. If she's a, perpet a perpetual victim, talks about um, all these things that happen to her, blaming others, being primarily negative, uh, plain old stupidity, he says, eye contact, keeping a smile, being genuine and engaging, being able to carry on an, a, an adult uh, conversation, uh, an intelligent conversation. So I love that he thought, I mean, he has, he went in great detail. He has thought this through. When he meets Jimmy, it's almost like you've been in quarantine and had some meets, time to think. You yeah, know, look at that. Yeah, when he meets his girl, <laughs> he's going to know it. Hey, so you know, uh, one of the things I thought would be kind of cool to talk about. Mm -hmm. So, all right, Jennifer, I'm going to put you on the spot. Oh dear. Yeah, you're on a date, and so rather than me tell you what I want from a woman's perspective, mm -hmm. how about you tell me from a woman's perspective what advice you would give to your five best girlfriends sitting here? who are headed out on their first date, especially post-quarantine. Because I've got some for the guys here in a minute. That's a great, that's that's really good. I did. I, thanks for putting me on the spot. Um, what advice would I give women going out there? Uh, number one, uh, be excited, but not overly excited. Because <laughs> we have been quarantined for a long time. Yeah. So it's great to have connection again, but don't be too excited. Uh, uh, try to keep it to a minimum. Uh, I would say, and this would be for men and women, be careful about the touch factor. You know, I think that I'm a really touchy person. As you know, I hugged you already. Um, but I, I was okay with that. I did it. Um, I am 
a touchy person. So I think I would say to all women and men, if you're not ready to be close to somebody, if the idea of physical closeness um, freaks you out, don't go out yet. Uh, engage in conversation. Be interested in the other person. Ask questions. Uh, don't uh, don't let it be all about you, regardless of how many questions the guy has uh, learned to ask you. And um, uh, dress appropriately. Uh, and my actually, I have a guests coming on in a couple of weeks and we're going to talk a lot about the dressing for dates and different dates, yeah. but dressing appropriately is really important. Uh, you know, it's funny, I'm noticing on social media that people have been very lonely during quarantine. And I think that, you know, it's be excited about your first day, but not that excited and don't send the wrong message because what you're looking for hopefully is love and connection uh, like a love connection. And if you're wearing too revealing of clothes, you know, trying to be overly sexy or overdoing it, uh, then just be careful with what message you're sending. So, so do so you mind if I throw a couple out for the guys? No. Okay. First of all, guys, the eyebrows, there should always be two of them. Okay. Um, don't be afraid to make sure that there's two of those because there isn't a lady out there that wants to sit across from you and the Neanderthal unibrow. That's basic. Um, you will go far, by the way. And also, kind of what Jennifer said about dressing appropriately, if your date is dressed nicer than you, rethink your whole strategy. Meaning, if you're going to show up in a junky t-shirt and jeans, okay, make sure it's a junky t-shirt and jeans date. If it's not, get it together, okay? There ain't a lady out there alive who wants to show up and make all that effort, and then you show up looking like you. Now, come on, mm -hmm. fix that. Yep. Um, if you're not opening her door, come on, really? This It's first date. Maybe the first date coming out of quarantine. If she's not ready to go out on a first date yet, an actual live date, come up with ways to engage her where you don't have to be in the same space physically. I, I actually um, watched a show with someone a couple weeks ago, uh, a great concert, sent a bottle of wine to her house, she opened it up. So creative. And, and we watched a we watched a great concert together. Um, that at the end of it, she said was very moved. So you can do things if you'll put a little effort behind it. That's that's the biggest thing I would tell a guy. Put some effort into what can you're I say, doing. Can I? And I love that. I I am all for that. I do, however, think that, and this is coming from a woman who. Uh, loves romance, loved, I love, want to be courted, all of that. They want a relationship. You know what I mean? Like I'm all, I'm all in on all this stuff. However, to, not that you, not you, but don't go overboard with things. You know what I mean? Like don't, d don't be that guy that moves too quickly and has, you know, uh, a, a, plan for the first date, sends wine and dinner, then afterwards there's a knock on the doorbell and it's dessert, you know, and then the next day flowers come and, you know, the next day there's a serenade at your door. And, you know, I mean, just don't overdo it too quickly. So guys, here's a self-examination quiz about, about exactly what Jennifer said. If you're going to send wine and flowers and chocolate and dinner and dessert and all these things, oh, that's very sweet. And let's not discuss very sweet. But my question is, what's your intention three days from now? Like, what's the plan? Are you going to ghost her? Are you going to stop texting? 
You can stop answering our text because if that's the truth, if that's the deal, step off now. Like the time for little boys is over. Now we've all been through a traumatic deal the last couple of months in this, in this around the world, really. Um, nobody needs to have any games played with. I don't. Jennifer doesn't. Right. You don't. And neither does anybody you're holding yourself out as being interested in. So I would ask you this. If you're going to jump immediately to, I love you, I'm going to ask you, do you like her? Do you respect her? And if you can't answer those two things readily, now you don't love her. You love the idea of being with her. And you should get a grip on that quickly. Yeah, I think there's, I interestingly enough, it, it was, you know, so many generations ago where I feel like women were more of that romantic person, you know, that we're seeing that way. And I, I can kind of see it different. I mean, I do believe that a woman wants to be romanced. Sure. She wants a man that makes an effort, uh, that tries, that tries to impress her. Nothing is worse, and we've all been there, uh, than a guy who just lets himself go after a fir- after the first few dates, you know? Ziggy, put the camera back on me. <laughs> Look at this, y'all. I wore a vest because it covers some of this up. All the, <laughs> it covers up all the dangerous stuff that has happened in quarantine. Okay, So it doesn't just finish a look. It gives you a little protection. It's effort. I it's knew I was going to see Jennifer today. I knew I was going to be on her show. I knew she was in a new studio. I knew there was going to be cameras involved. I'm not doing anything about the hair yet until May 26th. Um, or the beard yet. But, you know, look at all, like Garth Brooks says, the only reason he started to play guitar well, so he had something that covered up his stomach, you know, so <laughs> you can always, you can think it through. You can make some effort oh and she God. will appreciate it if you make, so I have daughters, I have sisters. I'm fully checked out on this equipment. Make some effort. It'll go a long way. It goes a long way. Yeah, no, it really does. I, uh, I think in relationships are that way. It goes that way with men and women, you know, where women stop putting makeup on or stop getting dressed that matters or let themselves go start gaining weight in a relationship i mean not everybody's put on a few pounds in the quarantine i think not most everybody maybe more than a few some of us although i keep seeing these i keep seeing these people posting on like instagram like you know and they're showing themselves working out and whatever i'm i'm out on that like i you know i mean number one I wish I was working out more. I'm not, but that's not me. And number two, I'm certainly not going to video myself doing my workout. Yeah, I'm, there, there's going to be no video of me. That's not going to happen. So yeah. I've actually ordered equipment into the house. I'm working on it, um, beca- mainly because I came to the realization, like I've, I've told Jennifer and a couple other friends, I'm sure there's no government height weight chart anywhere <laughs> on the planet that says my ideal weight should be my age plus 200 pounds. <laughs> It just doesn't, it's just not out there. So you got to do something about all that mess. So. Well, I appreciate you looking nice and women appreciate that. That a little goes a long way with that. Don't stop trying. Don't stop treating a girl like it is, like you're still trying to impress her. Uh, we still, even though like for women like myself that love to cook and I'm kind of a homebody, take me out, cook me dinner, do something to show an effort that it's going to go a long way or it's not. Uh, <laughs> so what are your, what, tell me what your deal breakers are. Cause I already know what some of them are. Tell me, tell me your biggest deal maker and your biggest deal breaker. Uh, these are good. Uh, so biggest deal makers are, uh, people that are honest. Honesty is a big deal to me. Uh, somebody who is authentic, who is willing to show me who they are. Uh, 
genuineness, uh, somebody who is uh, a, like physical touch, my love languages, has a, a time available for me and is willing to put the effort in because I do want to be courted and those are my deal makers. Deal breakers are... Hang on. Now, yeah. fellas, y'all understand. Those answers just came from the woman who could be setting you up on your next... That's right. ...last first date. That's you should, right. I hope you took notes on that part. But, yeah. But now we're going to get to the deal and, and breakers. I, and I will say, I am... I don't think... And ladies, we're on Facebook Live. Tell me if you disagree. Uh, oh, wait. I already have one. Oh, no. No, no, no. I thought she said she despises. Uh, Catherine said, I desire to be courted. That's attractive. Women still want to be courted. It doesn't matter how independent she is, how successful she is. Uh, still court a woman. Still romance her. St that guy that goes, I got this. You don't have to do it. I got it. That's what every woman dreams about, even us type A women. Uh, deal breakers. Uh, alcohol abuse. A uh, big one for me. Uh, somebody who is dishonest. Um, let's see. Uh, abusive. I mean, you know, the m main things. Uh, main deal breakers. Uh, and somebody who's not available, who's not emotionally available, who's not physically, spiritually available. And that is the other thing, too, is somebody has to, a deal breaker would be faith. A hundred percent faith. If they didn't have a faith in God and share a Christian faith with me. All fair. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. Fair. Give me yours. All right. Deal makers. Um, if you're nice to old people and puppy dogs. Um, so if you can love my parents and love my daughters and, you know, cool with my animals. Great. Um, uh, deal breakers. I've, I've cut one date short in my life and I cut it in the middle of the date. And it's because she was rude to the waiter who was waiting on us. And the date ended. There was, you know, she had actually two shots to, to clean that up and failed at both of them. So if you're, if you think so much of yourself that you think it's okay to be rude to anyone, yeah, I don't want to know you. I don't want anything to do with you, uh, much less date you. And um, uh, other deal breakers, you know, I, I tell my daughters, no matter what in life, don't try to keep up with the Joneses because every time you get close, the Joneses will refinance. You will never keep up with the Joneses. So if you have a $3,000 purse and don't have $5 to put in it, you know, I'm probably not the guy to hang around with because the truth is, is that I can spend all the effort in the world on flowers and dates and, you know, big, magnificent, magnanimous gestures. Um, but at the end of the day, the truth is there's somebody out there who can do it bigger, better, and has more resources than me because I am not a Rockefeller. I am just a feller. So if you can't just be just who you are, where you are in the moment, you know, we're probably not going to be a great fit. Ziggy loves you. The producer's over there oh. cracking up at you. Like, he, just, he just loves you. He's just over there going, look at this fat guy, Jennifer Broad, in the studio. He's <laughs> kind of funny. Look at that guy. Uh, Y'all should hear Ziggy laughing. He sounds like Eddie Murphy. We, oh, yeah. I, eh, 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 we eh. have people uh, amening the faith part, the faith thing, and uh, that everybody's saying that's super important too. So Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? It's important to me that you're honest about your faith. Like, don't be someone you're not. Don't, um, you know, I'm private about my faith. I'm not going to put it in your face and shove it down your throat. Um, but it's important to me. And make no mistake, it's important to me. Did you do your um, deal makers? 
yeah, my deal makers are if you're nice to puppy dogs and old people, and uh -huh. yeah, I mean, okay. in, other, in other words, if you're just a if you're just a good person at heart, uh -huh. um, you know, I'm if you do things, if you do things in your community to be charitable, uh, I think that's great. If you do things in your community so that everybody sees you being charitable, yes, uh, we we may not be on the same page about that. There's a good example of. Authenticity is so important. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think that's a that's a big one, If a big takeaway for people uh, is be authentic. I mean, people can see through it otherwise, right? You never yeah. want to send your representative because eventually the real person is going to come out. And then, then somebody's face to have to say, this is not who I thought, this is not what I was getting into. Yeah. You know, that's not fair. And, and the biggest deal breakers for me, possessiveness and jealousy. If you've got either one of those going on. Yeah, we're, we're not a good fit um, because if I see my friend Jennifer and if you think she's not beautiful, you're on crack. And if I give Jennifer a big hug and go, oh, I missed you and so glad to see you and it's going to burn you up. Yeah, we're spending time around the wrong that's people. That's somebody who's lacking confidence. Yeah. Yeah. Self-confidence. Yeah. And that's not going to be mm -hmm. my problem. Yeah. You know, t time and time again, and there were a lot of answers on Facebook uh, yesterday, confidence was a big one. Uh, you know, the, and and, yeah. and I think the leadership uh, deal for women is big. Uh, guys, be a leader. That means, what does that mean? <laughs> that means when you do get back out there to date, have a plan. Have a plan. We keep talking about the plan. Uh, that means you ha I call the girl. I think the, the, this is what I advise in matchmaking. Call the woman. Uh, chat with her, find out where she likes to go, what her likes are, her favorite restaurants. Uh, I'd love to talk about some of my places that I love here in Dallas that for first dates, but, uh, but find out what she likes. And then, then you choose one of those if it's appropriate for a first date, but you should always choose someplace that has a little ambiance and has a little sex appeal so that you're not having to do all the work. It's like if you've ever walked in, people are always nervous on a first date, and then you walk in someplace that's completely quiet. There's no music, there's yeah. no ambiance, there's bad lights. You know, you're, you're really not setting yourself up for a successful, easy date. Fellas, here's a good way to think about that. Um, any of the ladies out there listening to this right now, are gonna sit at what I'm about to say, you're gonna sit, you're gonna, they're gonna sit in here like this. Yeah, I can, yep. So what do you do with little kids? You give them control over small decisions. Like, hey, do you want a blue popsicle or a red popsicle? You don't say, do you want popsicle or ice cream? You, you can have a blue one or a red one. You give them control over small decisions. I'm not trying to, make anybody seem like they're childish. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, <laughs> but if you're asking somebody out on a date, don't be shocked if you ask them, so what would you like for dinner when you have them in the car and you're leaving to go on your date? And they go, I don't know. Well, you can't get mad about that. You asked them out on the date, plan it. So ask them in advance. What is your favorite cuisine? Is it Italian? You know, if they say Italian, say, great. I have this wonderful place we're going to go to. Have you ever been to this restaurant? And if they say Love no, that. say, great. I think you're going to enjoy it. Love and that. all of a sudden, 
they have a say in the decision. They're not just stepping into something where they're at your mercy and going someplace that they just really may not like the food. But don't but, give too many options because yeah. there's that whole, okay, so now you've suggested a place, which is great. You know, now it's like, so does 730, would a 730 reservation work for you? So so be, be just really careful about throwing too many options and putting too many decisions in a woman's court. I think especially for... Uh, working women. We make decisions all day. We love it when a man makes those decisions for us. Yeah. Close it down. Yeah. Just like a sales deal. Hey, I'm in town this week. I can see you on Tuesday or Thursday. Mm -hmm. Would you like to see each other on Tuesday or Thursday? I can see you at two or four. Do you want me to see me at two or four? And all of a sudden they've got, there's their choices. Speaking of, uh, I would also for a first date, stay away from lunch dates and coffee dates and drinks. Uh, if you really think there's not going to be any interest, like you're online dating and you don't really know the person and you just want to meet them for a drink because you're scared you may not be attracted to them or they may not be any connection. Because you want the ability to have a quick exit. That's it. Yeah. That's the reason why people do that. Then do it. But otherwise, if you really want to get to know somebody and your, your intention is love, your intention is a long-term relationship, then give it some time. Take that person to dinner. Uh, give it a few hours. You know, I shouldn't say a few. Actually, the science says one hour on a first date. Yeah. Uh, that's, that is the time. But you go to a nice dinner, you're at least there two hours. And you know what Jennifer said about make sure there's some ambiance and music. Guys, you got to thread that needle precisely. Don't go somewhere where you can't hear each other. That's the worst. Yeah, you know, because because it's all about the connection. There's no value in that. There's no value. There's no value for you or her or the two of you right. to really interact and make a real connection there. And you um, know, for somebody like myself, like I'm a little uh, ADD, and when a little, a little, a little, okay, okay. A lot. But but when there's a lot of stimulus, like a lot of noise or really loud music, I can't even hear myself think. I'm not going to be my best self because of all the interference that's happening. So yeah. it's really important, I think, and I'm not the only ADD person, you know? No, you're not. <laughs> so I come by it very honestly. Yeah. I think, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it's, I think it's really important to do that. So we give the other person a chance as well. <clears throat> Roger, so a guy, romancing is super important, he says, not only to the woman, but also for the guy. I found some women uh, that feel like affection will always lead to sex or that affection from a man is wanting sex, and that's not the case. I'm interested in that. I'm interested in what he said there, that he wants a, to be affectionate, but he doesn't want sex. So Rogers, can you elaborate on that? And I'll ask Steve too. Are you trying to kiss her? Are you trying to be intimate with her on the first date? Um, actually, I've been out on dates where any kind of affection, if I hold your hand, if I put my arm around you as you walk, any kind of affection, I've been on dates where it's taken the wrong way. And I've had dates where they think I'm being inappropriate. And I'm like, wow. And then I've had dates where I do the exact same thing and they immediately want to hit the sack. And I'm, is there any in between? And there is, there's in between. And it boils down to just being out with somebody you're a good fit with. Um, and reading them because you yeah. don't know if they're a good fit or not. Yeah. And you've got to read their body language. So yeah. if you reach out to touch them and they pull back or away, you've got to respect somebody else's boundaries. Right. Yeah. And, and like, I'm one of these people that has really strong boundaries until I know you. You know, so yeah, I may touch you and I may be fine with that and putting my hands and all that. 
But boy, if somebody tried to hold my hand on a first date, I would, I would not do, I mean, I would not be comfortable with that because that's something intimate to me. Like there's nothing better than being with somebody and holding their hand. And it's so natural when you love somebody and that's your person, but to do that with somebody that's not, I don't know. There's just some things I get. And that's me. See, that's not a personal. I've, I just had this talk with sidekick Brad last week. We were talking about holding hands and he said the same thing. Like he'll leave a date and walk a girl through the parking lot and try to grab her hand. And a lot of girls don't like it. Yeah. I would be one of those. It's just a boundary. It's like all in time. You know, if you want to put your arm around me or put your arm around my waist, that's fine, but not my hand. And you got to know where, I mean, you got to know where hand placement's important. Yeah. How do they say it on Hitch? You know, too high, you're just being a friend. Too low, you're just trying to get some ass, you know. You got to go in between your friend, That's such a ass, great movie. Me. I just saw you know? that. <laughs> I just saw that recently. It's such right? a great movie. It's classic. So, yeah. hey, guys, it, um, not just for men, but for men and Oh, he men. said we nailed it, by the way. So, I guess, thank you. Um, here's, I think, maybe the single most important thing for all of us in this shared quarantine experience, take away from this. Everybody's coming out of a quarantine. Um, everybody is re-entering the dating scene to some extent, whether it's after years or months, it's everybody is re-entering the dating scene. For guys, I will encourage you to do this. And for ladies, I would encourage you to pay attention to this. If somebody shows up and they immediately wanna go full turbo, you know, big, huge, over the top date, Maybe take stock of if that's the person with depth who's qualified to be around you. And if so, that's great. If that's what works for you, great. But guys, I will tell you this. I don't think you have to come out of the blocks trying to keep up with the Joneses because the Joneses have been at home in quarantine too. So if you can just show yourself to be genuine and authentic and a decent person, You've got a leg up on a lot of the rest of the men out there. Yeah, and and I think for both parties, remember less is more. So if you were running a, a rat race in dating and got caught up in that whole cycle of going out on different dates, multiple dates a week, it's not you know it's a it's a marathon, right? It's not a sprint. Yeah, and uh, I think conscientiously we need to be careful about our health. So we don't need to be going out on a zillion dates initially. We need to be a little bit more, uh, oh, what's the word? I, I said conscientious, but uh, just, just, just be aware of who you're meeting. And if you feel like you have to ask them a million questions about quarantine and where they were and their health status and all of that, you're not ready to date. I mean, because at the end of the day, We've all kind of concluded that that closeness, it's all about that connection. Yep. And if you can't sit and be comfortable looking across to somebody or touching them or, you know, doing whatever it is you do in a courting process, in a natural courting process, you're taking that natural process away and it's not going, love isn't going to happen because we're not being ourselves. We're being guarded. And when we're guarded, you know, that, that puts a barrier up between you and that person. So don't date until you're ready. And when you do, maybe have a conversation or two with that person over the phone ahead of time so that you know that they're a safe person without having to ask too many questions about it. And then when you go on the date, just be yourself and, and take the time to get to know that person because intentional dating after this should be the, should be the theme. And, and a good, um, a good quality to think about that is pressure. 
Um, you know, everybody's been in this quarantine and has felt some kind of pressure. Parents are homeschooling their children for the first time. You've got single parents who are, who are trying to meet that mission. You have financial pressures. You have pressure of, you know, parents who don't live with you and you're worried about them. You have pressure of maybe dealing with an ex and trying to share custody back and forth and that pressure. Um, the pressure of job loss. The pre so if you think about it, whether you're a man or a woman, the last thing you need to be in somebody else's life is a source of pressure. Right. You don't have to push too hard, run too Boy, fast. Boy, that's when you know it's over, no. though. Like, if you are yeah. dating somebody and then all of a sudden it feels like pressure to see them or be with them, you're done. Yeah, without <laughs> a doubt. done. Without a doubt. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's the, that word ease, you know, that word ease just comes in. That's what we're looking for. Uh, you know, and sometimes it doesn't always come in the, the physical package that we think it's going to, but we're looking for an ease in love. And that's what makes a good relationship great. That's what sustains it over long term. You, you really have to like that person. I mean, you really have to jive with that person. And it's got to be easy. Whether you're going out to a nice restaurant, whether you're on vacation, whether you're sitting on the sofa watching Netflix, I've never watched it, but uh, Netflix uh, or whatever it is, um, you know, you want to you want to be comfortable and don't enter into the sexual part of it, too, until you're comfortable with somebody as well. I mean, that's that's a boundary. Guys don't want you to enter it into it too fast. Ladies, it's not going to make them want you more. It's going to make them dump you faster because now it's not special. Right. So save that intimacy. Allow it to uh, develop naturally. Uh, nothing's better than a little bit of a tease, wanting somebody and not being able to have them yet. You know what I mean? Yeah, mystery. A little bit of mystery will make me call the Scooby Doo mobile out. I'll be like, send the mystery machine right away. We got to solve this riddle. You know, like yeah. I need to help him back up. Yeah, send ladies, right away. that's what keeps a man engaged is a challenge. So, regardless of how long you've been with him, you need to always find a way to challenge a man and keep him on his toes. I teach my women that. <laughs> so speaking of that, you know, whether you're a man or a woman, um, this lady over here, call her. She can help you out. If you're stuck, if you're wondering, you know, what do I do? How do I do this? How do I do that? Call her. She's, call her. She's pretty good at what she does. Yeah. Well, thank you. I've been doing it a really, really long time. So, uh, and I love it. You know what? Uh, the grind of what I do, Steve, the of coaching and matchmaking has been... It was really, I mean, I was going 500 miles an hour with my hair on fire every single day, including weekends. I've been worked on weekends. And the quarantine stopped me, not very quickly. I mean, it stopped me, but I got going again really fast. She did, y'all. I did. Uh, but, but having said that, it still allowed me to miss what I did. And, you know, the matchmaking part of it, people couldn't meet, obviously. We were social distancing. They weren't allowed. I miss it so much. I mean, I missed it so much. I couldn't wait for the for this to be lifted so that my people could meet again and I could start making connections for people again because I really, really do love doing that. I love putting people together. I love when, when two of my people go on a first date and I get to wait to hear what happened. You know, I mean, it's like the best thing in the world. Anyway, I'm just super excited about getting started. So we've got uh, no pressure is key. Renee, a female says no pressure is key. So yes, us women do not like pressure. John says, be patient and go slowly. 
Here we are again. Go slowly. Be yourself, your best self. Authenticity. Here we are again. I love it. I love it. Everybody's on the same page here. Here's a good, here's a, another important tip, I think. <clears throat> if you're a grown man or a grown woman and you don't have the ability to pick up a phone and actually make a personal phone call, like I've got a three text rule. If I have to text you more than three times, I'm calling you. And if you don't answer and immediately text me back and go, hey, what's up? Yeah. Nothing is my answer. Nothing's up. Um, you know, the only exception to that is if you have kids at home and you can't really, like you partition your dating life from your Okay, you get an exception on that one. But um, You can always call when your kids go to bed, though. Yeah, and don't tell me they're up at 1 o'clock in the morning because I'm not going to want to date you anyway. Yeah, you know? and, and hopefully well, they're I'm not sorry, in bed with you. I'm sorry, my kids were up you. at 1 a.m. I'm right. like... Great. Take care. <laughs> yeah. Don't have your teenage child in bed with you that you can't pick up the phone. Yeah. That'd and, be weird. Okay. People do it. Just the basic, my basic rule is if you can't get on a person to person telephone call, I, I called somebody a couple weeks ago because um, she texted me. I texted her back. I responded twice. I just picked up the phone and called her and she answered. And I said, yeah, here's the deal. I'm a grown man. There's only so much text that should be appropriate or should be, you know. Oh, you're getting that, amen that all over really... the place with the phone calls. What? Everybody wants those phone calls. Everybody says phone oh, calls yeah. are great. Yeah, you're getting, yeah. I said you're make getting Make a phone call. Yeah, make that L call. L just listen to the comments that Jennifer's going to get. Make a phone call. You'll find out just how much value there is in that. Calling it's more than key. sending flowers. Yes. Because you know what you send with flowers? A note. Make a phone call. Yeah, and the other thing is, too, when you meet somebody, uh, don't wait. That's, which is why I made all my clients wait till way after the quarantine, you know, to, to start dating again, because you need to get, as soon as you meet somebody and you've made a, had a couple exchanges, you need to meet them. That's why dating during the quarantine didn't work because the actual physical connection couldn't happen after that. Don't just text somebody endlessly or call them. Nobody, everybody wants, to, pe people need to connect. You need to connect. There's a lot of endless texters out there that like to hide behind their phone or computer. And don't do that because if you don't meet, if that, if you've built up excitement and you can't, you can't uh, meet that excitement, you can't show up to that, you, per, people are going to lose interest. I don't care whether, whether that's a man or a woman. You so, know what I mean? So do you know who Dr. Michael Burry is? No. So Dr. Michael Burry is a... Uh, failed physician. He a failed. He just he's a he's a physician um, who just a career in medicine wasn't cut out for him. But he is one of four or five people on the planet who predicted the two thousand eight two thousand nine uh, crash in the real estate market and real estate securities, and made well over a billion dollars uh, shorting that market. And he met his wife on Match.com. And here's what he wrote. Quote, I met my wife on Match.com. My profile said, quote, I am a medical student with only one eye, because he had only one eye, an awkward social manner, because he has Asperger's, and $145,000 in student loans, unquote. His wife wrote him and said, you're just what I've been looking for. She meant honest. So be who you are. Don't try to be someone you're not. Is that true? It's not appealing. Is that a true story? Yes. Wow. Love it. Yeah. Okay. So I know we're getting short on time. I'm going to pitch Jennifer one more time. If you don't call her, I tell people all the time, call her. It's like this. It's this imperative. If you don't call Jennifer for your dating needs 
every baby in the world from now is going to be born naked. Like it's just <laughs> that important. Okay. I'll let you I love it. I love it. You're so sweet. Well, thank you. It's like having a having a marketing and commercial of for our podcast. So, uh, by the way, uh, if you haven't already joined my database, we're starting to date again. It's free to join my database, lovegen.com, L-O-V-E-J-E-N-N.com. Get in the database. If you haven't gotten in there, I don't know, why would somebody not be in my database that's single and wants to meet a great person? Uh, you don't have to online date. You don't have to do it. Uh, so uh, thank you so much for listening today. And uh, Steve, thank you so much for driving Thanks from Austin. Thanks for having me. I always love seeing you. God, I love our conversations. I love This guy has depth. That's the one thing, and you're such a gentleman, too, so I appreciate it. He actually brought me a mask, a specialized mask uh, made with a Crown Royal bag. I should have brought it so I could show you, but he She'll had a, post y'all a Crown picture. Royal bag. But y'all love, I love to wear masks so much. Not. Not. Not uh, at but, all. But if I have to wear a mask, then allow it to be a Crown Royal one. Uh, but, but such a gentleman and great conversation. Thank you guys for listening and participating. Uh, I always love when we get these interactive, uh, interactive podcasts. So we'll, uh, we'll see you guys again live next month uh, and have a great week. Everybody stay safe. This is Jennifer. Thanks for listening today. And please subscribe to the podcast. Every single week we'll have new information. And if you'd like to find out more information or if you have any questions, please go to my website at lovegen.com. Or you can find me on Facebook at my personal page, Jennifer Styers.